Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 180. 180. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we have Tony Katz. Yes, hello, hello. And the off-road Andy. Um, yeah, I'm distracted. Because the TV is not on? <laughs> I'm thinking about other things. The Laker game. The Laker game's currently... Uh, At least started. I acknowledged you instead of just yeah, standing, sitting there. Yeah, unlike some people who come to, on the show every now and then named Wrecking Ball. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Um, also check out our sports podcast, uh, Have the Bucks Lost Their Magic. You'll want to check it out. But yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to get into. Um, should we just kick things off with COVID? Uh, is that still around? You can't escape it. You can forget about it for a minute or two or a night, and then it's right back. You know, it's everywhere. Um, it's perpetual. It's just just what it is. Six hundred and forty thousand cases in uh, California. Okay, seems like a lot. Five point five million in the United States. Yeah, twenty two million in the world. It does seem like we're at this uh, plateau. I guess in the deaths, it's just like, hey, nothing's getting worse, but just people are just gonna keep keep dying. It's not that many people, but. They're just going to keep dying, so we got to keep doing what we've been doing. It's just, it's just, it's, this is normal now. This is what it is. I don't want it to be normal. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten to the point where we have kind of even forgot that this is what it's like. It just, I went to the office today and it was neat. Yeah. Uh, I drank shitty coffee and I liked it. Um, there were only like four people upstairs where I was. Um, but it was just nice, you know? You got a big old desk, a huge two monitors, you know, better setup, obviously. It's cool. Yeah. Felt a little more normal, even though you you have to put on a mask to go to the bathroom. But I do like everything is now touchless. You know, you don't have to hit the little uh, okay, thing yeah. in the urinal. You don't have to hit the thing on the sink. Uh, I have seen on, like, TV infomercials, like, a kick thing for the door so you don't have to even touch the door we don't have that yeah uh, that's, that's a smart thing yeah it's i hard usually to just use the napkin uh for pulling it or my elbow to push it yeah a lot of places will put that little trash my, can right at hip. the door yeah. That, yeah that's a smart move if it's not there come on i'm just throwing it on the floor there because it's like hey guy you should put it there so uh we have tony back with us after a Down at. two-week absence uh been out there living life, right? How's, how's it been going for you? Going you look well. tan. You know? Yeah, I've been out in the sun. <laughs> this uh, no, this new world's been an adjustment, but... Yeah. Yeah, and no, I've had like things going on. There's like a birthday thing last weekend, and then the weekend before, it was like a dinner, so... Just been uh, out and about, and then, yeah, it's, I mean, I've probably done one entertainment podcast in the last, like, two months, at the rate where we missed a whole month. Yeah. Maybe, like, two. I, I don't know. I think maybe... I, I felt like maybe two three in the last two months i don't know i don't even know time anymore i forget that it was like we were all gone for like four weeks yeah well we want you to keep listening to the podcast but uh the world's getting seems like less entertaining that yeah this is gonna be a light show just a just a warning if you're like hey this is not 90 minutes of content there's not gonna be not 90 but we'll probably still get a mean 56 minutes oh i don't think so i think so all right (laughs) start the clock yeah we'll start it now we've already gone five ten minutes all right. Okay. 
Well, what do we have on the agenda? Well, yeah, let's get off of COVID because, I mean, it's there. It hasn't moved. No one knows anything about it. Um, I'm traveling. I'm going to bite the bullet. You're actually right here right now. You're not traveling right That's now. That's funny, Andy. I, uh, I'm going to fly on Thursday. Uh, my cousin's getting married, and there are only going to be 30 people going. It's outside on the lake. And uh, per her request, I took a COVID test on Monday, which was yesterday. You had 90%? I did. I, I'm getting starting to ace it now. I'm getting good at it. Um, no, I don't have the results back yet. I just did. Uh, I went through CVS drive-through. The whole thing took about an hour. Like oh, five cars yeah. in front of me, it took an hour. That's terrible. Sorry. Uh, but it was free, so I guess it was worth it. Um, but yeah, they said you should get it. With, they use an app also. It just comes into your little app with a mailbox. Uh, your results within like three to seven days. But the whole thing is like, well, I'm flying. Couldn't you, one, become infected upon flying? Yeah, but once you get infected, I don't think you can infect other people for like two days. Two days? I think so. Okay, but I, so all, the whole thing is no one knows everything. And there's no for certain. But I think it's how it works. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna you're more likely to infect people once you start to get some symptoms, start sneezing out there and everything. But Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully it comes back negative. I don't think I could get it again, but... I've been told by the doctor that I can. It's all legal purposes. They got to say it. It's like I a think disclaimer. so too. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, keeping my distance from people best I can. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to it. I uh, I booked a wave runner or a sea do or I don't know mm-hmm. what the difference is. I'm not standing on it. I think that's a jet ski. Uh, it's a sit down thing on the lake. That'll be a, a good. I think like one's time. like a brand name and one's the actual thing. I don't know. Hmm. One of those things. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't been on a sea do or whatever. Probably since I was 18. I've gone longer. Hey, you've never been lifetime. on one. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been on one either. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, um, Jet Moto on the PlayStation. Oh, pretty Very good. Similar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that and just getting out of town for a, a minute. Uh, should be a good time. Get dressed up. It won't be that hot where I'm going. Going to Tahoe. Uh, on the lake, it should cool down. Lows are still like 45. At night. That I sounds nice. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It sounds nice and crisp. It's currently, as we're recording, uh, 6.30 at night, and it's 83 degrees out. So yeah. hopefully you have air conditioning where you're listening to this, and they haven't had a rolling blackout. Yeah, it's pretty hot in this room, actually. It, it is. typically is hot in this back room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my little... I'll have a travel update uh, when I get back. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. I'll make that show. Uh, looking forward to that, though. Uh, Andy... Let's just move it over to, uh, you have an article about Apple versus Epic Games to the courtroom. It's definitely an article. I wrote <laughs> no. uh, yeah, Epic, uh, the company behind Fortnite, the very popular game. Is it still? It is still very popular. There's mm. still all those people who, you know, stream it on Twitch. I just Twitch. figure all those little kids went to TikTok. Uh, no, there's, there's, there's so many kids. I don't know if you noticed. There's so many of them. They're all home now, too. So, yeah, Fortnite is everywhere. It's on phones. It's on PlayStation, Xbox. It's everywhere. Um, but it won't be on iPhone anymore. Uh, they The uh, Epic challenged Apple, basically. So Apple's been criticized a lot as of late because of their kind of exclusive exclusivity. 30% tax. Yeah, basically how they, the App Store runs. If you want to have your app on apple it needs to only be through the app store you can't i mean it, well, there's the, ways of cheating it but the same goes for uh amazon right they're suing amazon also so um i don't know how that works but there's some 
The whole issue is that Apple takes a 30% cut of every sale through there. So between Apple and the government, they're making like 9%. So so basically, Epic doesn't sell Fortnite. It's a free game, but you can buy things in it. And basically what Epic does is that if you want to buy $7 of Fortnite cash, you got to spend $10 because they know Apple's taking the 30%. So essentially, that's how it was built in. Um, but this past week, they're like, hey, if you want to get a better deal, click this link and you'll buy the it through this other method. And then basically it bypassed Apple. They knew what they were doing. Apple immediately banned them and said, nope, that's against our terms of service. You fucked up. You drilled the shit. Um, and then immediately Fortnite put into their game a little commercial uh, parroting the Apple 1984 commercial mm-hmm. from 1984. Oh, wow. Um, basically calling Apple like fascists for doing this shit and also then filed a lawsuit. And so it was basically a preplanned attack. They had all this stuff. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that lawsuit, but it's basically two giant, giant companies uh, arguing over... One's more giant than the other. Yeah, Apple right? dwarfs Epic, but still, that's um, a very successful company <laughs> that's grown like by like 20 times over the past two years. Crazy. All, mostly because of that game, right? Yeah. I mean, they do other things, and that's kind of the other story of this. So Epic, before this, was really known for the Unreal Engine, which is a software made to that makes games. Oh. So a lot of games on iPhone used the Unreal Engine to make the game, and now Apple's even saying, uh, we're not going to support that engine at all. At all. <laughs> so a lot of those games will be taken off, and it's just it's escalating. Um, but I think this is, people want Apple to change. That 30% is way too big. That's what people should be protesting for. How many so, water? How many uh, yachts can you water ski behind? Yeah. Right. I Tim think Cook? they said like Apple made like three hundred billion dollars off of Fortnite last year. So that's that's their just their thirty percent cut on the sales. They had nothing to do with that success of the game. Just for having that available on iPhone, they made three hundred billion dollars. It's like they did nothing for that shit, and uh, it's kind of crazy. And when I say three hundred billion, I feel like that's wrong. Maybe it was thirty billion. That seems like a lot. Um, but it was a, a fuck ton of money and they don't really even need to do anything. Um, yeah, that, that's the just, business model behind the app store and it's, it's kind of brilliant, abusive. but it's, it's a little over the top. Yeah. Does it need to be that high? And the fact that they just like, no, there's no alternative and we'll ban you if you cross us. Well, they did make all of it. So what do you mean? It's, it's on their phone. It's yeah, in their app yeah. store. So I get it. But it is a little excessive. And it's also pretty standard for places like that. If you, like Sony gets 30% of every oh. game sale. Okay, well, if everyone's Android doing does. it, go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, you no, know, the problem with, with Apple is that there's no alternative for going around that. And if you try to make an alternative, that's when they, then they ban you. So They're, Google, if you, if you buy the Fortnite money on the Google Play Store, Google takes a cut. But you don't have to. You can buy it elsewhere or other stores, and Google's fine with that. You can do what you want. Um, it's just if you use their store to buy something. So it's like think about like how there, how many stores are there to buy like a movie, right? Three. No, there's like there's Google, Microsoft, Apple, Fandango Now. There's all kinds of this shit. Like okay. this. Yeah. Um, and each whichever one you decide gets the cut of whatever it is. But there's a, at least options. Um, yeah, so I, think it's, I think it's that. It's that Apple's trying to lock it down. But I'm mixed. I mean, I don't give a shit about Fortnite or any of that crap. Um, 
but I do stick up for not what I would call the common man because that's not them. Yeah. But the little guy, yeah, I mean, it's, who has to pay them thirty percent. The and little then app maker who has you don't to have to pay this. Uncle Sam. Sure, that's not bad. But you have to pay Uncle Sam what fifty percent of that? Also, it's like oh I'll fuck no, off. you pay them way too much. Come on, <laughs> I think that's how taxes work. It's not fifty percent yet, but it's nearing there. The way hey, if everyone's out of work, they're just paying everyone to yeah. you know stay away from other people. It's more complicated than that. He's an accountant, yeah. folks. Well, uh, what's your stance then? Are you mad? Are you? Do you stand by behind Epic? I think Apple's going to go down because oh. Apple's been. There's also another little mini controversy that. Um, so Xbox is putting out a new service called XCloud, the streaming thing, um, where you can basically play games on your phone. They're Xbox games. That yeah, is that out yet? Uh, they they put a commercial out. It's out next month. Mm-hmm. Um, they were basically trying to get on Apple and. Apple's like, nah, at the end, no. We don't want other stores because essentially you buy the games through Xbox and then stream it to your iPhone. And they're like, well, we don't get a cut of that. And like, yeah, you don't because you're buying them through Xbox. You're just playing it through Apple. But Apple's still like, nah, we don't want your app on there. Um, so that's kind of, Apple just is, this is the way they behave. Mm-hmm. They're like, we can do what we want. If you don't give us a cut, then we're just going to say yeah. no. They're the, uh, not iron giant, but aluminum yeah. giant. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, iOS uh, 14 beta 5 came out today to developers, and as you're hearing, there's probably public beta 5. Uh, we talked about it, beta 4 being a heaping pile of trash, uh, so fingers crossed this one's better. Yeah. Uh, there's been issues, glitches with the camera, with the actual phone app itself, and then... Actually, the only app that didn't work on 4 was Call of Duty, but it's since been fixed. So maybe 5 will be more stable. Yeah. Well, that's your Apple update, folks. Um, okay. Tell us about people getting replaced in movies because of things they've done. We talked about Chris D'Elia like two months ago. That was a good episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, seems he, uh, like it was forever ago, though. Had some allegations. He was uh, soliciting young women or underage women. Um, I mean, he has kind of defended himself saying, no, 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 they weren't underage. They're just very young and that's cool. And we debated it. said, is that really cool? Yeah. Cause he's what, what did we say? Like 40, 40 something. Yeah. Um, well he is set to, he has already filmed, uh, Zack Snyder's up to Dawn of the Dead, a new zombie movie. So Zack Snyder's had a weird career, but Dawn of the Dead was good. That one from never saw 15 it. years ago. It's too many of them. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know either. It's good. Okay. It's above average. Mm-hmm. And now that he's away from all this Batman bullshit, he can just make a normal movie again. Um, so I was kind of excited about this. And uh, so Chris D'Elia was set to be in it. And because of these allegations now, and the, since the movie's not finished with COVID and all that stuff, they're going to reshoot, uh, I guess, the parts he was supposed to be in with a, a woman, new right? character. Yeah. So it, it's got to be a new character because uh, replaced by Tig Notaro. So. You don't know who that who that is. I don't. Look her up. Um, just watch like a five minute set. She's a comedian, very different. She's very like monotone, kind of her thing. Like very like reserved, and very different from Crystalia. Hmm. So it's kind of like the exact opposite that you go and hire someone. But maybe that's the point. Yeah, they're just like this wasn't right. Yeah, and they're like, well, now we can actually replace them and just say it's because he did this stuff. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. Um, we have a trailer to talk about. We usually have a lot more trailers, I feel like, lately. And uh, right now, we only have one. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a new Hulu original. So I think that's all we have now is just streaming service movies. Yeah. Uh, thank God that they exist. Uh, but this newest one is called The Binge. So remember The Purge? There's been about 19 yeah. movies where all crime is legal for one day. That's, uh, that's real life almost now. <laughs> so the idea behind The Binge is that uh, not all crime, but drugs and alcohol are all legal, including for kids, I guess. That's the uh, premise here. And so, so they're a, outlawed in regular life, but this one day you yeah. can you can so like eighteen year olds, seventeen year olds can go to the bar. So this is like these high school kids, and they're gonna uh, they're the good kids, but they're also because of this they're gonna take advantage of it because the one girl says something nice to the kid. So it's one of those movies. But I mean, and yeah, I watched the trailer. It looks incredibly stupid, and it's a coming of age and a, a crazy night. Um, and it's always a multicultural group of friends. Yeah. So it's a white kid who's friends with, as you call them, a Native American, although I'm not sure. Whatever. So he's, he's non-white, and then a, a black guy. And it's like, hey, that's cool. It's a cool group of friends right there. Yeah. Uh, it's Gideon, by the way, from The Righteous Gemstones, yeah. uh, is the main boy. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm pretty sure a lot of drugs are illegal now, and it's still pretty easy to get you know access to them. So why do they not exist in this world? But I think it's the high school kids. I think I think the whole point is that... Oh, yeah, no one does drugs in high school. Well, that I mean, they show in the thing, they go to a bar, actually, right? Uh-huh. So I think it's kind of like that. Oh, you can go to a bar. That's kind of novel. Um, I don't know the whole premise. It's, also, if bars are only able to operate one day a year... No, no, just for the high school f- kids. I assume... Alcohol is still legal the whole oh, year, but just I thought one it was day. for everyone. And I don't know if this is like the government did this or something. I don't know. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the whole premise of this movie. But we're Vince gonna, Vaughn is we're the gonna principal. We're going to boost tax dollars. So Vince Vaughn's a principal here. He looks like he's also the dad of the love interest. So he's like a combination of like Ferris Bueller's principal, but also it's a, a dad. of interest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks terrible. Uh, must have been a paycheck for Vince Vaughn, but not a big one. And, I'm uh, sure he'll have like four good moments. Really yeah, good it's moments. one day's filming, and he got you know 800 yeah. grand for it or something. Um, so it just does look like you know a movie like Superbad or Sex Drive or one of these things that we just don't see too many of these anymore. I know Good Boys came out last year, and that was different because they were such young boys. Yeah, but that premise. was actual you know, a movie. Yeah. Um, you know what'd be fun? We haven't done this. In I don't even know how long. Should we play the game? The Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Does, do these movies get Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, they'll get reviews. Yeah. Come on. There's just bloggers who are like, I have nothing better to do right now. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you can still see your movie and be a critic from home. Yeah, I guess. Um, we should totally play the game for the uh, the binge. I don't know the director. I don't even have... It was binge. nobody's. The, okay. the director had... The only movie that director had made was The Wedding Ringer, which was where Josh Gad is a loser who has no friends, and he has to pay Kevin Hart to be his friend at his wedding. And I'm like, I completely forgot that was even a movie. My wow. God. Yeah. I, I'm glad COVID killed Hollywood because <laughs> what the fuck kind of movie is that? It's horrible. <laughs> well, if you guys uh, have your numbers, I, I have mine. I'm ready. Do right. uh, you feel confident? Nope. And this has been fun. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> All right. I'm ready. I've got it. Andy, you go first. 41. Oh, wow. 41 for the off-road man. Tony Katz, what say you? 32%. 32. It's a good number. I like it. 
I uh, have a whole lot less confidence in this. Uh, I gave it, initially I gave it an eight. And I I scratched that out and put 14. Okay. All right. I got a lot of range to win here. This is fun. Yeah, I I missed the game. We haven't played this. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. (laughs) Well, I look forward. When does that come out? August 28th, so very soon. Oh, it's like tomorrow in this world that we live in now. Okay, very uh, fancy. And that's coming to Hulu, if you're wondering. So following their somewhat successful, I would say uh, mildly successful uh, Palm Springs debut, following it up with uh, The Binge. Yeah, I mean that's a good it's a good model right now. Just go buy movies that were already you know in the can. Yeah, this was shelved and yeah. uh, gonna go straight to VOD and then like three theaters in Kentucky or something. Yeah. I mean, this looks like a movie that was like September 9th set to release. You know, like post summer but pre Oscar that season. Yeah, the kind of yeah. dump season. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, actually, you never know. Maybe Vaughn is up for an Oscar for this. Maybe. He had a mustache, so. Okay. Yeah, you are kind of right. I don't know how we are on time, but uh, we are down to uh, what we've been watching. But that portion of the pod, before we get into that, was brought to you by our good friends at Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, the Tony's Take listener, that is you, can get 25% off and free shipping simply by plugging in promo code Tony. That is. T-O-N-Y. Head to simpledoggy.com. That's two Gs. And plug in promo code Tony for 25% off and free shipping. Because, guys, it's the dog leash you've been waiting for. This thing is fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, I only have one thing I've been watching. Um, Technically two. And really quick, Tony, it's almost that time of year. I watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Because it's basically already September. The, that's a Christmas movie. It's a Halloween movie. It's both. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but that's not what I've been watching. Andy, how many do you have? 21? Just, just two. Oh, whoa. I've been a lot I of sports on. One. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, um, Andy, you want to lead us off? Sure. Um, I. So one of them I already talked about, even, and that's uh, Perry Mason. I finished. Good ending. Excited about season two. It this season was really setting up the characters and the scenario where you know he's now uh, a lawyer. He's now ready to take over. All the characters are all all the classic characters are back together, working together, and all that stuff. So uh, on to the next mystery uh, in twenty twenty nine or whenever that next yeah. season comes out. Can um, I just ask you what spoiler alerts? What what was it? Did the the mom kill the baby? No. Uh, it was a accounting fraud. Accounting fraud. Um, do you remember uh, the T one thousand was in yeah. it? Yeah, he was the money guy. Basically, he was cutting the church off. So the so this is spoilers for Barry Mason. Please, I already said that. I know, spoilers. but just another warning. Um, so the accountant guy, he knew those goons from before, and he knew that that uh, that couple that you know Robert Patrick was actually the dad and would have the money. So basically, they kidnapped a baby, um, and then what happened was an ac- the baby died on accident, hmm. and basically and that they... dirty cop basically took over and covered the whole thing up. So oh wow, yeah. okay, I just couldn't. I know really I'm the, sure it got good, but the, like 
crazy preacher lady really had nothing to do with it and was ignorant of the whole thing. And she was basically being used by the church leadership the whole time. Oh, wow. She was a, a puppet. Puppet. In their money-making schemes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, the mystery itself wasn't all that great. It was more about, I think, setting the stage for this show. I yeah. Think, I think it did, a good, did good, a good job of that, but it wasn't like the best mystery ever. We're like, oh my God. Like, M. Night Shyamalan was not like, what a twist. Yeah. Well, you're also supposed to just be half, like, focused on the pageantry. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Yeah, the costume design sets. And it's half the reason HBO buys a show like this. Yeah. Like, oh, set design. I wonder That's if, like, we want to do a Perry Mason in the present day. And like, no, 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 yeah. scratch. Throw that out. Make it 80 years ago, yeah. then we'll talk. Yeah. 100 years ago. We got all these Bordock Empire cars. We got to do something with them. <laughs> just sitting here yeah. collecting dust. <laughs> Okay, what was your other thing? Um, another thing that had some scenes from the past, an American pickle. The hell is that? You don't know what this is? This I is feel the, like you've said it before. This is uh, Seth Rogen's oh, uh, movie okay. where he, yeah. he plays a dual role. He is a uh, Eastern European Jewish so immigrant. So he falls into a vat of pickle juice. Yes. And then it freezes him like in Man. Basically, yeah, the, the factory shuts down just as he fell in and they... And then just by the luck will have it, it's unoccupied and they don't develop over this pickle. I even said, hey, I've been to that part of Brooklyn. There's no abandoned pickle factory there. Maybe it's underground. (laughs) No, it wasn't. So you just got to suspend your disbelief. And uh, the movie does a good job of like, you know, making light of that. There's uh, when they first uncover them, they have them with the scientist who's like, I'm going to explain how this is possible. And like the media is like, they're going to ask. And then the narrator comes in and is like, and the scientist gave an explanation that everyone was cool with. And then like cuts back to the media and they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Sounds like idiocracy or something. So yeah, basically it's like, don't worry about it. The way I thought of it was like, do you remember Austin Powers 2 where Basil is explaining time travel to Austin Powers? Yeah. And then he turns to the camera and he's like, it's best not to worry about this. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, don't worry about this. It's funny. I already went to Austin Powers in my mind. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they were able to take his mojo out of him. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a silly movie. It's, you know, a satire. It's just, it's not as jokey as you would think. Like I would think the whole movie would be like, Oh, there's this guy from the 1900s. Who's now in modern day. And while they do those jokes, there's just not enough of them. Is Brendan Fraser in it? There is no Brendan Fraser. And there's really no one, not people you would know. Everyone's him. Seth Rogen in it, like an Eddie Murphy well, yeah. movie. So that, that's the other part of the premise is that he also plays his great-grandson, who is his only living relative. And so they basically start hanging out, but then also get into, you know, hijinks and stuff. And then Seth Rogen, current day, makes the other one kind of lighten up and, you know, focus on the good things in life. And then Seth Rogen, old day, gets him to kind of realize, hey, I do have it good. I am a successful person, and I should be happy with what I have. Is that right? It's kind of close to that. Yeah. There's all this stuff about you know learning about family and they you know, balance each other out. Um, is but actually, all you need to know they actually become like enemies and have like a war against each other. That's kind uh-huh. of the premise. So it's actually kind of silly. Um, but yeah, again, it's not it's not as like jokey as you would think. It's cool. It's you know nice looking, and it's it's very much um, it's like weird things happening in the real world, and people not really like like I said, not people not really questioning. Well, how is this pickle thing possible? Just kind of well, that's just how it is. Um, so it's this movie's written by Simon Rich, who did the show Man Seeking Woman, which was on FX. 
I love that show. That premise was that like it's basically like a romantic comedy, but like uh, all the kind of metaphors in romantic comedies and or, or romances are real. Like where he gets set up on a on a blind date, and uh, the woman is actually a troll. Not like oh she was a troll, she was ugly. She was literally a troll, That's and then weird. the people make him feel guilty for rejecting her. And so you gotta you know open your horizons, that kind of stuff. <laughs> So I thought that was a very funny show, and this is somewhat similar in that vein, that it's like very... Um, it seems like know, it's like absurd. Dimitri Martin. Yeah, absurdist jokes mm-hmm. in a way, but it's on, it's on HBO Max. It's one of their originals. I initially thought it was a series. No. And so then I was, realized it was a movie, and This I was a thing uh, that was supposed to come out in real times, but then, you know, it just got sold to a streaming service. If this came out to theaters, people would be pissed because it is not like a funny. It would well, probably be movie. huge in New York and the people little, who would see and it, huge. I mean, like eight hundred thousand dollars. I'm saying the people who would like go see that on a Friday night, like oh Seth Rogen comedy, they would be pissed. They'd be like, Stoners. what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> this is not what I wanted. He didn't do his dumb laugh one yeah. time. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really want to watch that. I don't know. Okay. You don't have to, but yeah. if you have HBO Max, there's not that much Yeah, I'm over watching Fresh Prince. I yeah. don't like the college episodes as much. Yeah. yeah. You already got through it all. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony, uh, what, what did you have? Um, I watched uh, some weird movie called The Bay of Silence that uh, was on, like, On Demand or something. And um, it was very interesting. It was just basically like this... Uh, this guy married this woman. She already had like two daughters of herself, and then she they ended up having like a uh, a a baby boy or I mean a, a baby whatever. And then she ends up going like she falls or something, and she ends up going kind of like crazy, like she's not like she's mentally unwell and stuff. And uh, she ends up leaving with the kids, and then he goes and finds her, and then you just find out like. You know, something tragic kind of happens, and then you find out that uh, she um, stuff had happened into her past from like somebody that, and he had framed somebody else. So this whole, I don't know, it's just kind of like it was. Uh, it's one of those like movies of like basically a tr- trauma that this woman has because she was basically like photographed and taken advantage of by like this guy as a child, but then the guy had like pinned it all on like one of her friends. So she just always had this like trauma in her life. Sounds like a, like a higher budget lifetime movie. Yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely was. It was not a anything. The woman is wrong. It was definitely a uh, a woman's like psyche like psychiatric thriller, if you will. Like it wasn't scary by any means, and it wasn't. But it's like I I feel like if you know a group of like middle aged moms yeah. watched this, they would maybe enjoy it. But I don't I mean know. that's I, like the ultimate horror to them is like oh, the creepy yeah. man stalking them, where it's like. Well, we just want to we want well, to no, see Jason stab people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was I don't know, it was just kind of like whatever. But then also, actually I did watch another movie. But uh hold on. This was from uh I watched this one a couple weeks ago, but uh, since I wasn't here, I'll oh, okay, that's enough. I'll talk about it. It was called or is called dun, 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 The Clove Hitch Killer. Never heard of that. With uh, Dylan McDermott, who's, uh, he's basically a, uh, he's just this regular dad or whatever, and he's got his, uh, his son and his daughter and his, his family, and there's been like murders in the area and whatnot, and then you 
slowly learn to find out that his, uh, he starts to, he finds, goes into like this, uh, shed and stuff and finds things and slowly finds out that, uh, there's his dad's got in the shed pictures and all the IDs of the women that have gone missing. So he starts to realize, and that's pretty much in the trailer. Like it's, you know what it is. And it's just, uh, I don't know. It's very, it's, it was basically also like, uh, it just seemed like one of those like serial killer movies that it's not very graphic or any, like it could have been like a movie like that could have been a lot scarier and a lot more intense, but it was just kind of like, whatever, like it had its moments of being kind of, but it'd be something that I feel like you would see on like one of those random, like AMC movie channels or something. I don't know. Like I would always suspect Dylan McDermott as the killer. Yeah, like they're, they're in that town. It's got a he done it face. Yeah, it's like that. That's probably him. He has a shed. Like Jesus, he has a shed. Yeah. let's go check it out. Yeah, I think I don't know where this movie takes place. It's somewhere. <laughs> I bet that shed is locked too. My guess is Ohio. It doesn't always seem to be Ohio. Yeah, I just looked it up. It's in Kentucky, which is borders on Ohio. Right there. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, those. Uh, is that all you got, Tone? Uh, yeah, it is. I only have one. King I just want to H- say though. Oh, say it. Um, there's a lot of playoffs and sports stuff. So yeah, it's it's a busy time. Yeah, not a lot of movie watching right now. Um, I watched Richard Jewell on HBO, which came out I believe last Saturday. Uh, Clint Eastwood fil- uh, flick, and it starred not Buzz from uh, Home Alone, but uh, his twin, who's also in Itanya. Mm-hmm. And kind of similar person, just that guy's a little dumber and more evil than yeah. this guy. But similar, you know, Southern hospitality, that kind of thing. But this is about the 96 uh, Olympic bombing and uh, all of that stuff. And you reviewed this not long ago, Andy, and I remember that. And yeah, it's got a phenomenal cast and a good story. Sam Rockwell, Kathy Bates, John Hamm, Olivia Wilde. And uh, Peter Walter Hauser. Also, it has the girl from uh, Midnight in Paris who's with the uh, pseudo-intellectual. She plays the like Russian love interest of Sam Rockwell. I don't even remember. I just watched that movie. Yeah. I don't remember that part of it. but She's, got the, she's like his assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that now. Okay. Um, it's entertaining. It's You're kind of just like, are you kidding me? And uh, people have a thought. They want to run with it because they believe it. And if you believe it, it's got to be true. Yeah. But it was good. I think Clint Eastwood does good stuff. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's it's got 77 with the critics, 96 with the audience. uh, I can see that. Uh, When I talked about it, uh, I did say that uh, there's some controversy in that it's not 100% true. Like the whole thing with that reporter was kind of like, fabricated well i mean yeah how can you so know she was sleeping with that yeah. guy so people were like hey you can't just do that and I'm like well we did is that reporter still alive no because i wonder what she's not she that's that's why people were upset she, she died can't like herself. five years later oh five years later yeah, from she this? was young no she was pretty young so. Damn. Um, but yeah it was like she can't be like hey you made me into a bad person in this movie, and I am a real person. Well, they let, had her. Uh, they showed her crying at the end, so she yeah. felt, you know, guilty and some remorse. Exactly. Um, but yeah, you can watch that on uh, HBO Max or HBO if or you just somehow HBO just if that's have all you that. Have, yeah. um, 
it's enjoyable, 129 minutes, so it takes a little bit of time to watch it. But all right, anything else to add before we wrap up this uh, 56 minute long podcast? No. All right. Well, uh, that was episode 180 of the Tony's Take podcast. Um, Sean, and join with me, we had Off Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you for listening. See you later.